0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mavs Corner. My name is Kyle, and we are going to be talking about the second scrimmage that the Mavericks played. This is a few days ago. It was against the Indiana Pacers. And we're also going to talk about uh, an, an article that I found uh, later in the episode. It was a pretty interesting article. It talks about how uh, the Mavericks should build their team moving forward. Obviously, with the key pieces being Luka and Porzingis. So I want to dive into that as well, but first let's talk about that scrimmage, Dallas Mavericks against the Indiana Pacers. It was our second scrimmage, as you all know. We won our first scrimmage against the Lakers. We beat the Lakers. I think that was 108 to 104. Pretty sure. Uh, Boban hit a three that game. That was awesome. Against the Indiana Pacers, we lost. Uh, again, it's just scrimmage, so yeah. We were happy that we beat the Lakers, but we also got to take the loss. We can't just say it was a scrimmage, but it is. It is just a scrimmage. So, congrats to the Pacers, is what I'm trying to ultimately say. Don't take anything away from them, but at the same time, we're still just training, practicing Carlisle's, you know, trying different rotations. But let's go ahead and provide those numbers as we love to talk about on this podcast. Numbers stats let's do it so first and foremost let's talk about Luca Luca is almost always the first one to talk about right if he's playing he darn near got a triple-double and I believe 24 minutes of playtime I think point is that's like nothing says nothing that's I mean that's two quarters but compared to what he usually plays he plays like 35 minutes give or take yeah I think around there it's pretty close So nearly 10 minutes, just over 10 minutes less of play time. And he got darn near a triple-double. 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. Pretty cool stuff. I can't see the full stats, so I'm not sure how many turnovers he had. I know that he had, I think, a bad turnover to begin the second half. The Mavericks were looking really good to begin the game, especially the first quarter, first part of the second, I think. But then they let the Pacers uh, catch up, and then ultimately the Pacers... Beat the Mavericks towards the end. Uh, boy, this is a really good way to bring up the Porzingis thing, but not just yet. Not just yet. We're going to continue with the numbers, then we'll bring up Porzingis. But, so Luca had a great game overall, I I would say. Then next up is Maxi. Maxi got 18 points, 6 rebounds. It's freaking awesome. 18 points for Maxi, that's amazing. Granted, Porzingis didn't play this game, so there's a little bit of a spoiler if... I mean, come on, it was a few days ago, so hopefully you knew, but uh, just to remind everybody that Maxi got 18 points, 6 rebounds, J.J. Barea, 14 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds, that's solid for a point guard who is in his twilight years, right? You think he's got another year? That's a good question. I feel like we've talked about it. Will J.J. play one more year? I don't know, but we'll see. Justin Jackson up next, 12 points, 3 assists. That guy, he's uh, he's the one that we've been dogging on the most this year, so we'll see if he has a more significant role these last eight games and going into the playoffs. I mean, we've talked about how the injuries have stacked up against us and the uh, the depth that we have on our lineup, it's not very good considering Courtney Lee's out, I mean, Courtney Lee's out, Willie Clay Stein's out. Uh, we had to bring in Trey Burke, so hopefully he's doing okay. Tim Hardaway Jr. is up again, uh, seven points, two assists. That's not very good for Tim Hardaway Jr. Hopefully he catches fire. Maybe he didn't take that many shots. I, I don't have those stats with me, but that's our that's our third piece of the puzzle, in my opinion. I mean, Curry is I would say Curry's a better shooter, but Tim Hardaway was a flamethrower, you know. For quite a bit of the season, so he's we need him to do well. And again, it's just scrimmage, right? So maybe he's resting a bit more. Dorian Finney Smith, seven points, six rebounds. That's kind of typical for Dorian Finney Smith, maybe somewhere around ten points. Definitely a decent amount of rebounds. He's a good rebounder, and ultimately his defense is the biggest thing. Uh and then Delon Wright, gotta mention him. Four points, five assists, two rebounds. Not too bad. And then Antonio's Cleveland, uh, six points and two rebounds. So that pretty much wraps up the numbers for the game the scrimmage, rather, the scrimmage. Does game equal scrimmage? Scrimmage equal game? The scrimmage of the Mavericks versus the Pacers. Pacers beat the Mavericks 118-111. That's okay, though. That's all right. Just scrimmage, so we'll take it. We'll move on. And... You know what the Pacers had Victor Oladipo, if I'm not mistaken. So they they had a pretty good team, and I want to say Malcolm Brogdon, I think, or maybe he maybe he's out. I remember talking about him and like he had he had COVID. I do remember that now. I mentioned that. Uh, it was an article that Malcolm Brogdon had. So I wonder if he played or not. But Pacers are not a bad team. They're in the East, so who cares, right? And I I'm trying. I don't think that they're one of our last eight games for the schedule before the playoffs, so don't need to worry about them. They've also got a really good power forward slash center. He usually does well against Porzingis, but now that I bring up Porzingis, yeah, you, you might have noticed that I didn't bring up Porzingis' numbers because he didn't play. The guy apparently forgot to get his COVID test screen or whatever like the day before, so he was ineligible to play he had to go into quarantine and then he was he's gonna play uh actually i'm recording this on uh tuesday he's playing tonight he's gonna play tonight uh the last scrimmage before the actual season begins this friday for the mavericks thursday for a few teams and then friday is when the whole uh teams all all, everybody starts by then uh on Friday. So 31st. So anyway, yeah, Porzingis missing out. That's that is unacceptable. Several reasons, several people to blame. Is that the I think that's that's a little harsh, but These are important. These are better than, These are like uh it's practice, right? It's like at the preseason. You know, their preseason is important for the players. It's like I want to say scrimmage, but I mean, these are scrimmages, but it's like a a better version of a practice with your own team and a scrimmage, you know, amongst your own team members, right? Team players. So it, it gives you better opportunity to finesse your skills and get back into the groove of things, right? That's definitely true, and the fact that he missed it because he forgot to do a COVID test—that's, it's obviously acceptable because it happened. But I think it's unacceptable. It's like, come on. So yeah, Porzingis is at fault for that, and I'm sure he would take. I'm assuming he took the blame for it. I didn't see any qu- quotes from him. Uh, Carlisle said that he just plain forgot to get his COVID test. So, Mike, another question I have is how did the Mavericks organization allow that to happen? Do they not have an assistant, at least, for every player, honestly, not just the superstars, but I would think even especially Porzingis, but just an assistant or somebody to warn him, like, hey, you've got to do this test that's scheduled or whatever, call him up, whatever, right? Or, or, hear me out, it's kind of like back in school, things like, that are that important, you'd have, like, a buddy that reminds you of stuff. Yeah, I mean, not even just elementary school, but, like, in pharmacy school, we'd have tests early in the morning, right? And not only that, but we would stay up really late, way early in the morning, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, studying for these tests that are, like, at 7 or 8 o'clock, so you get maybe just a few hours of sleep, right? So you, you set all these alarms on your phone and your clock, and so you're like, okay, I should wake up, but I'm kind of scared. What if, like, I sleep through all this stuff? right that's why we had a buddy another classmate to rely on so if you slept through everything hopefully your buddy did not and, you know they they message you they try to contact you if you if you're not picking up or anything like that you're still asleep they come to your door and they knock on your door or your window and for sure you know definitely wake up by that never had to do that never needed that still set up the buddy system did that several times because you know like I said I, we, we stayed up really late studying for those exams. But my point is, why wasn't, like, Porzingis linked up with a team, teammate like Luca or or Dwight Powell if he's doing it, or, yeah, I'm sure, and then Maxi or somebody, right? Buddy system, let's go. But anyway, uh, that's probably enough talking about Porzingis. Uh, guys, when I come back, when I talk about that article I mentioned earlier, how it's it's a very interesting one about how the Mavericks should build team around Luca and Porzingis, so you guys, stay tuned. All right, then, welcome back to the Mavericks Corner. We were just talking about the second scrimmage the Mavericks were part of, Mavericks versus the Pacers. They lost to the Pacers, I believe it was 118-111. Luca almost had a triple-double in just about 24 minutes playtime so that's that's the big takeaway in my opinion of that. Obviously, the other spin is the Porzingis not making it to the game because he misses COVID testing. That we we talked about that enough already. So that's enough of that. Now I want to talk about this article that I found. Uh this was a few days ago. Well yeah, yeah let me let me find the article here. Uh do do do, do. yes, yeah, so it is uh it's an NBA, like NBA.com article. It's by uh, Scott Refferty and Juan Estevez. <laughs> Estevez. Emilio! Emilio Estevez! You know, you guys know who Emilio Estevez is, man. Shoot, Breakfast Club, right? <laughs> uh, he was Breakfast Club. He was in Breakfast Club. So they start off, and this entire article is about how the Mavericks should build their team. Uh, around Luca and Porzingis, should they make it to where it's just them two, like two superstars, and surround them with uh, a great cast, a solid cast of team players, or should they make a, a big three and then obviously their cast is not as great necessarily, right? So the comparisons they made are should they be the Heatles? It's a combination, obviously, of the Heat and the Beatles, I guess. They're referring to, obviously, the uh, the big three LeBron, James Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch. Now, the other comparison they have, which isn't necessarily accurate because the Mavericks currently have two, pretty much, I'd say, mega stars, right? And Porzingis and, and Luca. But they're uh, sort of comparing it to the other option is. Uh, be like the twenty eleven championship Dallas Mavericks team, where they had Dirk Nowitzki, a superstar, and then they had a great, solid cast, right? But they only had one superstar technically, even though. Uh, so they had that, but then they had a couple other like really, really good players, and then they then they had a really good cast of other players, right? Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler, those Shawn Marion, those guys were like really, really good, especially Jason Terry. He, I mean, he played the best that final game I do remember that he got like 26 points Dirk was kind of struggling but anyway uh, my point is that's the comparisons that they're talking about they also bring up the Toronto Raptors that was a another good comparison of having just two stars and a good quality team after the stars Uh, talking about the the Raptors that won the championship uh, what was it last year feels like such a long time ago, but I think it was last year. Yeah, because Kawhi Leonard was there. Now, he was obviously one of the stars. So, yeah. And then Pascal Siakam, was that the other star? Right, and then they are like, maybe Kyle Lowry's that third superstar? Sort of, not quite. So, that's why they said that's more of the Luca Porzingis trend pathway right now, if they just kept it this way, where it's just these two guys. So, uh, I think it comes down to do they get Giannis, or or they've mentioned Bradley. Even mentioned Bradley Beal in this uh, article a couple times, and it's been mentioned a lot by Dallas Mavericks Twitter. Anyone that talks about the Dallas Mavericks, they and and the big and their possible big three. They mentioned Bradley Beal as a as a viable option, because. Um, Bradley Beal, he's with the Wizards and they're not going anywhere as far as anyone knows, you know, as far as a uh, winning record. <laughs> it's not I'm not even talking about playoffs, but yeah, definitely not playoffs. We'll see what they do if they turn around. Uh John Wall still there. I know he got injured, but maybe he comes back. I don't know. Uh Bradley Beal just signed an extension and all that. It's very confusing. My deal would be Giannis, right? So you don't get Giannis next year because that's his final year with the Bucks, I believe. But then it'd be the year after that, right? We pitch him. Like, hey, bro, you can form this big three with Luke and Borzingas. You know, you guys are all from Europe. Let's just dominate the next... Boy, That would be the next three to five years, right? At least. So that would be great. Or... They take the Toronto way and just keep it to where Luca and Porzingis are the top two dogs, just those two, and then they surround them with great players. So more, more Currys and Klebas and and Tim Hardaway Juniors, right? Because I think they're they're good. They can be good for any team, right? That's how we measure this. Would Maxi Kleba be good on any team, or would he be like on the very end of the bench? For some teams. No, I don't think that at all. I think he would he's in the second unit of any team for sure. Probably the first unit for several teams. Yeah, I've I've vouched for him. Like I I'd like to see him in the starting five sometimes. Because he's such a great defender. And with him and Porzingis in your front court, that's the ultimate defense, in my opinion. So absolutely, that's what I'm talking about. Whereas, okay, I don't mean to be harsh, but like Justin Jackson, we've we've dogged on him a bit so we're, we're used to it he would not be he he would be on the end of it, on the bench for a couple teams i mean technically kind of is for the matter for he definitely has been he may not be right now it's kind of hard to tell because of scrimmaging and stuff like that but yeah he's towards the end of the bench kind of thing so he's not what you call like a, a solid good player that forms that great supporting cast. That's what I mean, right? There's not enough players right now on the Mavericks team to say they've got a solid, great supporting cast. They've got a good one for sure, especially when they're healthy, right? They haven't been healthy the entire time. Who has been, right? But, um, like, Curry's been out, I believe. I'm sure Tim Harley Jr. might have been out. Even Dorian Finney-Smith, he had such a good run, but then I think he had to sit out a game or two. And then Dwight Powell. Hey, he's gone, he's out right. So and Jalen Brunson, there you go. The Injuries all left and right now. If they're all healthy and they're all clicking on, on all cylinders, right? And the the their roles are defined. So a lot of people say, you know, if Dwight what, Dwight Powell comes back. We don't want him in the center position because Porzingis is is doing very well as the starting center. So don't even mess with that kind of thing. Maybe Powell starts as the power forward, or Powell is in the second unit kind of thing. I'm trying to remember my point here. My point is the supporting cast would be great if they remained healthy and their roles were perfect. So Dwight Powell didn't have the perfect role necessarily, being in the center position, whereas Porzingis is doing very well in the center. So for the team, it's not good. Not saying that he's not a good center, He's a very good offensive center, not so much defensively. But anyway, uh, trying to think of what I was trying to say. Um, so uh, the argument against doing the three, the big three, they go into this. The the primary reason I think is they mention Luca is a ball heavy. Player, so he's got to have the ball in his hands to be the most dominant that he can be, right? I mean, he's a great facilitator. He is. Uh, so if you put in a third star, a la Bradley, Bradley Beal, I think would be the perfect example. I think, because so I think Bradley Beal needs the ball too. So you're taking the ball away from Luca more. It's just it's it's math, it's numbers, right? That's going to happen. Um. That would not be good. We want Luka to have the ball a decent amount of the time. Probably the most out of everybody, right? And then Porzingis and goes from there kind of thing. Well, you're taking the ball away from those guys if you put in a third superstar. That's the argument against that way. Um, so I can see that. Uh, it, now, if it's Giannis, honestly, kind of got to roll with that one because I, I want to say that Giannis doesn't take the ball away too much he I would see him more of like he receives the ball then he'll do whatever he's got to do I can see him being down low I know he was trying to develop his three-point shot and I think he was it was working for him a little bit uh but I I just think that Giannis would be a good one just period it's it's also easy to say that because he's probably going to be the second year in a row MVP I mean back to back so he'll be good on team, right we'll take him kind of thing but I do. That's a whole different subject too. If Giannis was to come to the Dallas Mavericks, would it still be Luca's team, or would it be Giannis's team? That's a good question, right? Because it, would it be would it even be Porzingis' team? The only way I think it would be Porzingis' team if Porzingis just freaking dominated like in the playoffs, right, and just took the team on his back and he just just went and balled out kind of thing. And I guess that could be that could happen, but. I don't see that happening. Where like, okay, he would have to dominate so much, and Luka would have to be playing so bad or poorly, or he would have to be injured or something. I don't want this to happen. Um, boy, I'm going down a hole. I'm going down a rabbit hole right now. So I'm gonna pull myself back out. All right. So I just thought that was interesting. The article. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk about the article anymore because I'm just gonna keep going down that rabbit hole. I'm not gonna do that, guys. So. Uh, definitely food for thought. And I'm gonna go ahead and close this right now. So, guys, as always, I appreciate you listening to the Mavs Corner. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. That's gonna Instagram. That's gonna be at Mavs Corner. Send me any comments, questions, anything like that. Be more than happy to respond to you. That was the second scrimmage. They actually played the third one tonight. So I'll probably be rolling up, rolling out another episode, recapping that one. Uh, I guess that's it. So guys, have a good week.